0: What's up everyone and welcome to Play Hard and Love Big Radio, the official podcast of Spotted Dog Yoga and Sup based out of Folsom, California. At Play Hard and Love Big Radio, we are dedicated to bringing you the inspirational people, inspirational stories, and the tools to help you live a more purposeful and passionate life. I've been super pumped at the amount of people who've been listening to our podcast Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in to our stations. You know, you can listen to this podcast on any of the major podcasting platforms, including the video version on Spotify and on YouTube. So if you would prefer to listen to it via video, you have the option to do that too. But first and foremost, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. It's been great to see the viewership increase And I think a big part of that is because we've been very consistent in publishing podcasts in the last six months. But also, our guests have been phenomenal. This last month, if you didn't have a chance to listen to Dan Nevins, Warrior Speaker and Teacher, you need to go back and check out that episode. He's a phenomenal man with an inspiring story that just keeps getting more and more inspiring. The main thing that he left us with at the end of his podcast was to invite a veteran to yoga because it might save their life because yoga in a lot of ways really saved dan's life as a reminder at spotted dog yoga and sup during the month of november we are giving away free yoga for first responders and veterans and that's not just if you're local to Folsom, but if you are anywhere in the world and you're a veteran or a first responder or you know one Let them know about Spotted Dog Yoga and SUP, and we can hook them up with an online pass as well. It's the month of gratitude, right? I'm sure everyone's mailboxes are getting stuffed with emails about, well, Black Friday sales, (laughs) but also about gratitude. Gratitude for me is one of those things that I work on practicing every day day of the year. And I'm here to tell you a little bit in this podcast about what I think that it takes in order to be grateful. And it's simple. It's really, really simple, but it's not necessarily easy. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. If you haven't had a chance to get to know me or listen to any of our other podcasts with me where I tell my story, I think it's important that you understand where I come from and some areas in my life where I've really, really struggled finding gratitude, but have ultimately been able to use some tools to help me find those things that are amazing, even out of the things that have and could have been the worst things that ever happened to me. I grew up in a little town in Colorado called Durango, and Durango is awesome. If you have a chance to go visit Durango, you should go check it out. It was such an amazing place to grow up. i was so grateful to have that experience, especially now that I look back on what Durango meant to me and what it taught me. My whole family was there growing up. We had a really tight-knit family. Uh, the outdoor activities were off the chart and still are off the chart. And Durango just has this sense of community about it, at least it used to, um, where if you were walking down Main Street and you saw someone, they would know who you were you felt safe, you felt connected, you felt like people really cared. And the value that I think that I took the most out of Durango from my family and from community and from getting outside and whatnot is the power of being connected. Being connected to myself, being connected to the land, to the earth, but also really being connected to people. You know, whether or not we get something great out of our experience with someone or we get something bad out of of our experience with someone there's always lessons to take and people and our interaction with people is what helps bring out the best in us always that's what I believe anyway and Durango really taught that to me I'm so grateful that and that I was given by the grace of God the opportunity to grow up there As I went through high school, I started playing a lot of soccer. I was playing a lot of sports in general, but I made the decision that I wanted to play collegiate soccer. My mom and my dad did everything possible to help me. In fact, being in southwestern Colorado, it was really challenging to get a lot of great competition or to be on the Olympic development programs or those high-level clubs that would take us to bigger tournaments so that we could get seen for colleges. And so When I wasn't playing high school soccer, I was actually playing club soccer in Albuquerque. And so my dad and my mom would drive me down to Albuquerque multiple times a week in order to play on the Albuquerque United FC club team in order to play on the Olympic development team for New Mexico because it was the biggest city that was closest to us. And so we traveled a lot and it's what I wanted to do. And my parents took the time, spent the resources and really helped me get to that place where I could see what was possible for me in my athletic career. And ultimately, even though I looked in a lot of different places to go to school, including Sacramento and Santa Barbara, and ultimately ended up playing for my hometown school, Fort Lewis College, which is and was a Division II soccer powerhouse. I remember the day that Jeremy Gunn, the head coach of Fort Lewis at that time, now the present coach of Stanford University, came out to my house, met with me and my parents, talked about the goals that I had for education, talked about the goals that I had for soccer, and encouraged me to come to Fort Lewis as an opportunity to not only stay local and to be connected to the community that I've always been connected to, but to give back to the community through the service of playing. Jeremy sat down with my mom and my dad and talked about the possibilities for me as a collegiate soccer player at Fort Lewis. I never felt so good nor so confident in someone's presence. I knew that if I got involved with Jeremy's program that it was going to be successful in some way, shape, or form. It was just something that I could feel. It was in his words. His words had power. Ultimately, I decided to play for Fort Lewis for that reason. My, re- my first year, I was a redshirt freshman which was awesome because I was unique as a redshirt freshman in that I was the backup goalkeeper. So I trained with and traveled with the varsity team. The hope and the goal for that whole year was that I wouldn't have to put my feet on the field one time because if I put my foot on the field to play for a minute, If the other goalkeeper had gotten injured and I had to go on the field for five minutes, it would have used up a whole year of eligibility, but it worked out. We got to travel to the NCAA tournament in Texas, and it just was overall a really great experience, and then I came back the next year, and from my second year all the way to my senior year, I was the starter for Fort Lewis College. We had some highs and lows, some ups and downs, some big wins, some big losses, But it wasn't until my senior year when everything came together, all the players that had redshirted over the years, all the players that had been brought in from different places came together very cohesively with our coach, Jeremy, with our assistant coach, Darren, with some help from a man who coached at Arsenal in Europe and had come in to help and Really just like the training and the belief that we ha- belief system that we had created within that group of people helped us. We went 22-0 and one. We were the Division II National Champions. I was an All-American goalkeeper. And from that moment forward, I had a lot of things shift for me. A lot of things changed in my understanding of the world. And a lot of things changed for me from that point moving forward. But before I go forward, I want to step back to my sophomore year. My sophomore year was really challenging for me for one main reason. My dad went to the University of Colorado. He was a journalism major for the CU Buffaloes. He used to get on the field with the Buffaloes and the Broncos and that's what he did for a long time through as he went through college and after college. Then my aunt and her husband and their kids, they lived for a while in Nebraska. My uncle was a doctor. He went to school in Creighton and ultimately moved back to Durango with my aunt and they were Nebraska Cornhusker fans and so anytime that the Cornhuskers played the Buffaloes it was a rivalry we would all get together as a family and hang out and right around Thanksgiving break my aunt and my two cousins were at a Thanksgiving soccer tournament in Tempe Arizona my uncle was in town. We were watching the Buffaloes. My uncle came up to cheer on Nebraska and say hello, and we cheered on the Buffaloes. We were all just hanging out, enjoying the game, enjoying each other. Then I went, I went home that night and I stayed in my condominium, which is up by Fort Lewis. And I remember the next morning, very distinctively, there was a knock on the door at my condo complex, and it was my dad and my brother. And my dad said to me that my uncle, had died in a car accident. And I remember at that moment in time that my body just dropped to the ground. I lost all sensation in my body. It was like I'd been sucker punched. It was hard to breathe. I just dropped. It was like I'd been sucker punched. You know, up to that point in time, my family was really strong. We were connected. We would meet every Sunday at my grandparents' house, all of us. And it was like at that point in time, the reality struck in for me that nothing is permanent. The only permanent thing in life is change. And I don't know what direction I would have gone in my life if I had not have had a discipline like soccer, a community like my family and also my soccer family to hold me up and to keep me moving forward Um, because that is really what carried me through the next four years at Fort Lewis College was being able to show up and to practice on something and channel my energy into something that was important, that made a difference for myself and for other people. And that was the most healing way in which I could have dealt with that. And I was lucky enough to have that. I know my aunt didn't have the healthiest outlet or ways of moving through it, and she ultimately really had a hard time and wrecked her body and died of cancer a few years back. God bless her. God bless her and her kids, who are two of my favorite people on the planet. That day could have been the worst day of my life. And in a lot of ways, it was. But now when I look back, after using the practices and and techniques that I've learned through the practice of yoga, after using all of the skills that I learned from being... Uh, an amazing soccer player on an amazing soccer program i look back and i think wow it's amazing the life that i did have and the time that i did have with uncle john and with my aunt it's amazing that what we have as a family and i'm incredibly grateful now for those times and not angry and not frustrated about what happened not wanting to cast blame not wanting to harbor anger any of that just ready to move forward and to find gratitude from those rough times really that's what i want to talk about in this podcast is gratitude gratitude is very simple it's a simple practice of being present that doesn't mean that it's easy gratitude and finding gratitude is not something that you should just do in november it's something that you should Create a discipline around discovering every single day, and it's simple in the sense that all you have to do is be committed to a discipline that helps you discover that gratitude. Did you know that ninety five percent of the thoughts that you had yesterday are the same thoughts that you had today, and did you know that eighty percent of those thoughts on for the average person are negative thoughts? You know, and right the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. Yet, look at us as an average human being. 95% of the thoughts that we're having today are the same as yesterday, and 80% of them are negative. So, in reality, what we're doing is we're driving ourselves nuts. And so the tools that I want to present to you are tools that have helped me move through really tragic, traumatic times because I know that every one of us has had something like that or will have something like that happen for us in our lives. But also tools that if you do consistently over a long period of time and are determined to stay with us, these tools over a long period of time will help you find gratitude every day on the daily. The number one thing that I think is super important for people to do in order to find gratitude is to share their story I'm working on that working on sharing my story so that you know more about me but you know the thing is is when you share your story and the more you share your story no matter how challenging it is the less power this your story has over you your story may be filled with emotions and connected to a lot of feelings that you have or maybe even connected to the way that you live your life You know, I know for a really long time in my life, I wasn't willing to let someone love me a hundred percent because I knew that at any moment that person could be ripped away from me, that that love that I had for them could be gone. That fear of having that same experience of when my uncle died was so big that I was not willing to allow myself to love anyone else. So I'd find different ways and mechanisms to distract myself or keep myself from really falling in love with someone or something. And it was basically a mechanism I created for safety in my mind. you know. And so we have those things that we may create. But the more that you share your story, the more you talk your story out, the more you write your story down, the less power it has over you. You may still feel those emotions and feelings as I do when I think about them, but you can understand those feelings and emotions in a more realistic way without the story behind them. Step in front of them and continue to move forward in your life in a way where you're growing, not shrinking. And that's how I feel like you can find some gratitude from trauma and loss, and I also feel like you can find gratitude day to day. You know, it's a discipline of practices. It's a discipline of listening. It's a discipline of putting in feedback and coaching, of living exceptionally, as exceptionally as you can in each moment. It's a discipline of being imperfect and knowing that when you are working to be your very best, that if it doesn't go the way that you planned, that it's okay. These are the three practices that I think are necessary in order to develop presence, and I really hope that you take them on, especially if you are listening now and it's the month of November and you're not feeling so grateful. The number one practice that you have to have in order to discover gratitude on the daily and after traumatic experience is a silence practice. And I mean literally turn everything off. Turn your computer off, turn your phone off, turn your lights off, turn some candles on. This is like meditation or prayer. It could even be like a silent walking practice. There has to be some silence that you create for yourself. Now, you may be somebody who meditates with a guide, a guided meditation. Ditch that, too. telling you, be silent. Awareness is the birthplace of possibility. By being silent and focusing on your breath, you start to enable an understanding of what it's like to be awake and present. You start to notice if you're in your head all the time or if you're not. And if you are in your head all the time, you have the ability to bring your awareness back to the present so you can keep moving forward and practicing being present more than in your head. Right? You can't be in two places. You're either right here, right now, or you're in your head. And you are not your thoughts. So the very first step is create a silence practice and create some awareness and presence through that silence practice. The second practice that you need is some sort of rigorous movement practice. This is where you're moving and you're breathing together in a way where you're getting your heart rate up. This could be through a yoga practice. It could be running. Again, it could be walking. It could be CrossFit. Really, it could be all of those things or a combination of all of those things, but you have to have some kind of a rigorous movement practice to get your heart rate up. From this, what you'll discover is that you will have more vitality, more power, and more freedom in your life. If you live a stagnant life, if you stay still, all the energy stays built up in your body and will never escape. Your body holds on to all of your experiences. If you're not moving your body, then those experiences just go deeper and deeper and deeper into the muscle fibers of your body, and they become harder and harder and harder to let go of and step in front of. So you have to have that rigorous movement practice on the daily. The third practice that you... Need that is super essential to finding gratitude right now is a reflection practice. and This is something that I believe is best done when you actually take pen and you write it to paper. When you take the words that are in your head and you actually put them down on a piece of paper, it makes those words more objective. Those words become real and you can actually look at them and see what it is your thoughts are. When you're just having your thoughts, they're just in your head. They're on recycle. They're going over and over again without you having any kind of an idea of how they're actually impacting you. When you write them down, you can see, are those thoughts something that I want to be having? Are they empowering me? Or are those thoughts something that I don't want to be having that aren't empowering me? Once you have a consistent self-reflection practice, you can pinpoint where it is that you are serving yourself and where you are not. And it gives you the ability to cross out essentially what isn't working for you so that you can create space for new ways of being and new possibility. So just as a recap, the three practices that you absolutely need in order to find gratitude from a traumatic experience, long-term or just on the daily or number one a silence practice number two a rigorous movement practice and number three a reflection practice if you do those things consistently i mean on the daily every day a little bit on every day they'll make a huge difference for you okay and then what happens when you do those practices and then you get out into your everyday life there has to be a specific attitude behind who you're being you will be more present. The smells will be smellier. The sounds will be louder. Everything will be brighter and shinier because you have created this, these practices in your life. But when life throws you curveballs, it's very important to pay attention to how it is that you are responding or reacting to those situations here are three different ways of being that i believe you can add on top of those three practices that are essential for you to find gratitude in the moment around more people around any experience that you face first put your attention on what you want to have happen and be for it where your attention goes your energy flows Notice where you're putting your attention and put your attention on what you want to have happen and be for it. Number two, bring into view and let go of your fixed perceptions. Like, look, we all see the world from our own specific lenses. You have fixed perceptions. You have fixed beliefs that rule the way in which you live your life bring into view and let go of those fixed perceptions, the ones that aren't serving you, the ones that squeeze the energy out of you, the ones that you don't want to hold on to anymore. When you let go of those, then you'll have the opportunity to bring in some new perceptions to see the world in a whole different way. You'll be able to find more gratitude by seeing the world in a new way through a new lens. The third attitude is to move, breathe, and have your being from right now is all you've got. Move, breathe, and have your being from right now is all you've got. You are the only one that is in control of how you see the world, how you interact with other people, what it is that you're grateful for, what it is that you're angry about. You're the only one. But once you see... And notice that right now is all that you have, that this is it, that if, I'm, if you're just present and you just see what's right in front of you without all the stories of the past experiences, without all the stories of what could be in the future, what you may want in the future, then you see what's right in front of you. And that's when you'll experience the most gratitude because what's right in front of you is all there is and it is beautiful. However it looks right now is perfect. You're exactly where you're supposed to be. So I just dropped some three practices for you. You can always go back and listen to those. I just dropped three attitudes to live by. You should take those with you as well. I know the audience base here is super grateful for everything because if you would if you're listening to this that means that you're ready to be listening to this and if you're listening to this podcast right now we appreciate you something to look forward to in the future of play hard and love big radio are our podcast guests that are coming up next week we've got sean silvera coming up he's a veteran he has survived brain surgery most recently he is one of the original founders of Laganitas Brewing, and he is also the owner and founder of Baptiste Yoga San Francisco. He's one of my good friends. He's going to be an amazing podcast for you to listen to and to share with your friends. Also, we've got Carolyn Olson, who is 14th in the world in her age group for triathlons. She just got her pro card and did great in her first pro race. We had an amazing conversation with her about what it takes to keep going forward when times are challenging and what it takes to achieve your goals. She's also the owner of something like 22 Miracle Ear franchises in the West Coast. Her and her husband are super inspirational and I'm excited for you to listen to Carolyn Olson's podcast in this coming month. On top of that, if you want to learn more about these practices and these techniques. My wife Katie and I have an amazing program coming up starting February 1st, 2024. It's called the Awaken 200-Hour Yoga Training Program. It's an amazing way for you to put all these practices into your body and to learn how to create them in a consistent way. Much like my experience at Fort Lewis College with my soccer team and with my family after my uncle's death, Our community will be there to support you as you move through whatever it is that you've got to move through to get consistent in these practices so that you can continue to live a powerful and purposeful life. I'll put in the show notes a link to check out Awaken Yoga Training. Keep your eyes out for those new podcasts. Y'all have an amazing Thanksgiving week. We at Play Hard and Love Big Radio are super grateful for you, your listenership, your viewership, for your membership to Spotted Dog Yoga and SUP. We wish you the happiest and healthiest Thanksgiving yet. May you find gratitude in the simple things that are right in front of you right now. Have an amazing rest of your day and thank you for listening to Play Hard and Love Big Radio.